Welcome to One Dive at a Time, the official podcast of Neptune Warrior, healing heroes one dive at a time. Hey, good evening, everybody. It is the night of our chili feed. Weather is absolutely not cooperating with us. We've got high winds. Uh, I think the low tonight is supposed to be around 22 or so, but it's still a good time to get our community together, get the tribe together, and celebrate the the holiday season. As you guys know, the holidays can be very tough on veterans, and so pulling our community in any way we can is what we want to do. And speaking of pulling that tribe in, we're actually, I'm not convinced we're losing them permanently, but one of our divers who's been with us for about, I guess, four, four and a half? Three and a half years. Three and a half, four and a half years, somewhere in there. Uh, Since open water. Yeah, it seems like a lot longer than that at times. But no, uh, it's been an absolute joy to get to know uh, this guy. And uh, it's uh, it's it's going to be a little difficult to let him go and move on to his next ventures. But I did meet him in open water. Was I actually your open water instructor? You were, you were the guest instructor. I was the guest. had 14 or 15 in our class, and you came in and took took half the class with uh, with Dave, the other instructor. That's right. That's Dave right. in the primary. But and that's kind of how I got introduced to Neptune. It's a, yeah, and that's a way we find a lot of divers is that they're diving with someone else, and we just happen to kind of. I mean, I think I would have found you eventually, but. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, Ryan is uh, one of our veterans. He is a Purple Heart recipient, U.S. Army uh, infantry, worked with Intel, all kinds of really cool stuff. He's got some great stories. We're not going to let him tell any of those tonight. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to. Get Ryan on the on the podcast, have him talk about what his experience in Neptune has been, kind of where he has grown as a diver and just some of his unique experiences that he's had. So, Ryan, welcome. Thank you. Um, yeah, I kind of got – I fell into scuba diving right after EMT school. My brain gets kind of kind of jumbled when I don't have something to fully occupy it. And I've been interested in, you know, getting into scuba diving for a while and, you know, scouting around the different um, areas. I actually learned how to dive up here in Idaho, which – kind of blows a lot of people's minds is like you know you can dive in idaho but there's a pond you know pond lake river or even you know a puddle by the side of the road it's diveable um and immediately fell in love with it what a lot of people don't know is in 2013 i had a horrendous back spasm that coming out of a pool in fresno in the middle of summer was 105 110 degrees which kind of rewired my brain to be afraid of any water deeper than I was tall. Um, so I had a, you know, summer lake job where I was on a, you know, lake at five and a half thousand feet, never hit the water, never went into pool, never went, you know, deeper than even a hot tub. Um, and even my instructor, Dave, at the time had no clue that that's what was going through my head in open water. And that was the first time in almost five and a half years getting into water over the, over deeper than I was tall. Wow. And even immediately fell in love with it. Um, and now here I am three years later working on my dive master program. Um, and it's it's been a joy ever since. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun watching Ryan grow. And, and of course, being in Neptune, everybody is susceptible to a little bit of ridicule and uh, giving, you know, giving them uh, a bunch of bent snorkel awards and everything else. But uh, and Ryan, I'm not I, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to pry. I'm not going to ask you to share your uh, specific experiences no on on here but you know you're you know you're the target demographic mm-hmm. you're a purple heart recipient wounded in combat and i know that that was not not a good day for you from some other conversations we've had no. 
But <laughs> one of my best. <laughs> not one of your best. But what what has diving done for you and your healing? It's given me um, with with like Rob mentioned earlier with a lot of my jobs. I was you know running around with 100 120 pounds of gear at times, um, which has put an incredible amount of stress and pressure on my back and getting into scuba diving has allowed me to get into an environment where all of that pressure is alleviated being in a zero gravity environment has done wonders i still do have sporadic back pain and even spasms thankfully i've never had a spasm in the water um but just getting into a weightless environment where all that pressure is alleviated and you're not focusing on anything except the task directly in front of you uh has has been a godsend right what what about as far as you know those times where you know you have sleepless nights or you are kind of battling the the bear um water is that an escape for you or is it, it, it really is and like you you know like i was mentioning you know earlier this year i was doing a lot of solo stuff and that's really where i kind of got into the right mindset of just go down you know ignore everything else that was going on in my brain and gather you know getting into some deep dark solo stuff which again in the scuba industry is not the smartest thing but had the proper training proper equipment and you know let people know where i was going and when i was there um and that really was my escape is just getting into environment around nobody else right and you know kind of fighting through that mindset because that was the first this was the first time i'd you know done any major solo stuff and water not necessarily deeper than i should have been but um, but within the control limits but within the controlled environments that i'd already been trained at right i for me i know that sometimes the deeper that i go in the water column mm-hmm. you know you know because narcosis is starting to take up you know you know you, mm-hmm. you take on narcosis and get a little the nitrogen narcosis and the effects of it i know for me like on days where i'm battling uh you know like if i've had sleepless nights or I'm battling flashbacks and things like that I know sometimes for me, the deeper that I go, mm-hmm. uh, what tends to happen is I tend to find more of myself yeah. and, and really get in tune with that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it definitely, definitely helps that way. I, I think a lot of people don't understand that. So what have been, you know, you've been involved in helping to set up like the underwater... Um, underwater uh, dive challenges. Yeah, yeah our, our, UDT, our UDCs. Our are UDTs, always fun. Yeah, our UDCs were always fun. Underwater uh, diving challenge or ultimate, actually ultimate diving challenge, ultimate dive challenge, ultimate dive challenge <laughs> um, where we're doing indoor diving, you know, going underwater, obviously in a, in a pool. Uh, and then we've done some of those out in lucky, lucky peak, peak at a, yeah. place, a few other places, but I am going to go back to when we were trying to get you, you were advanced and, you know, so by the way, infantry, highly, <laughs> um, highly proficient with navigation Above, Tell me, above land. Above, yeah, up on the land. <laughs> Tell me about your navigation dives. Uh, I did, and and I, notice I said dives, plural. It, it did take multiple dives to get to get signed off on nav. Um, I did have some issues. Again, you know, diving in Idaho is a lot like diving in mud. Um, and, you know, completely new environment. It, it is a very frangible skill learning how to navigate underwater when you physically can't see where you're going. And there were times, specifically with, with diving with John, uh, where I was out in Quinn's Pond swimming in circles. Exactly. Um, now, now, on a nav dive. Now, to Ryan's defense, it's because his dive computer was right next to his uh, his compass, which which kept throwing him off. Uh, because, you know, like if if your compass stays by your computer, or yeah, if your compass stays by your computer, then it's already off, 
you know, it's already got that offset. The magnetic declination can throw off the compass. Exactly. But what was happening was that, you know, he'd bring his compass back up by his computer, then he put it back out and just he was I'll going go all over the place those first couple dives. <laughs> so what um so as far as like the camaraderie, I mean, because we do, you know, the Friday nights sit by the pits, mm-hmm. we're doing tonight. What is I haven't missed very many in the over the last few years. I don't think you missed any of Except those. When we, I mean, when we were sick, like everybody, right. everybody got sick. R- right. Like the, thankfully, they're all at the right time. Exactly. Same time, rather. But what what is that? What has that experience been like for you? Uh, doing the Friday night sit by the pits and just having just having the community around you. It's it's really similar. Um, you know, like you know, especially down range. We, you know, we'd come back off mission and it was just time to you know decompress, talk about what happened, almost like an after action review. Um, you know, talk about, you know, what we experienced, what we liked, what we didn't like. And that's kind of what Rob has really brought up with Neptune with these fire night, you know, with these Friday night fire pit things is it, it's bringing that camaraderie. So where everybody and there's, you know, there's no seniority involved. There's no, you know, I'm a master diver. I'm better than you as an advanced diver. There's really none of that. And anybody has a say and, you know, what whether they want to talk about stories or ask questions, it's all open form. It's all open book. Um, and there really are no rules except um, you know, not burning down your house. Yeah. The, 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 the backyard and the whole sit by the pit has been a lot of fun to do. Everyone, you know, that we'll talk at a, on a later podcast about sweat equity and turning over that backyard to Neptune has allowed everybody to participate. Uh, you were involved in, I was not involved in the concrete pit. No, but you were involved in setting both iterations of the patio itself. And yeah, 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 the fire pit. The yeah, pool. yeah, yeah, and then setting up the pool and, and and things like that. So that's that's been a lot of fun. Um, Ryan has actually got he's he is the recipient, and there's only three certifications for this right now, and uh, that is for the reverse lift. <laughs> So, uh, real quick story about Ryan, and I'll let him chime in on, on his part here. But when now our master scuba diver program is is intense. I it, mean, it's not an easy program, and and when Rob recommended, it's like, hey, you should go for it. I'm like, okay, you know, it's for, for Nawi standards. I believe it's what eight to fourteen dives for Nawi standards. Right, for, and you have to have someone on sixty hours. Um, Rob, Rob's program gives you thirty six right out of the gate, so it's it's definitely you know a couple steps up. From your from your you know basic master diver, I don't call it master diver basic diver, but from the basic curriculum, it is a lot more intense. There's a lot more reading, a lot more projects, a lot more diving across multiple spectrums, deep night navigation, long distance stuff. Um, you know, a couple of those were you know quarter mile, three quarter, you know, third of a mile out and back, and you know that's not normal it, either. It's like getting a PhD in diving. Now, uh, I on a later podcast we'll we'll post. We're so early in this. I'm always having to say on a later podcast, but on a later podcast, we'll talk about what the master scuba diver program is, which is a bridge to what we call our badass diver. And that's where, that's where Brian's aspiring to the, uh, but one of the requirements is that they have to do multiple projects. They have to actually make things and they have to do experiments and they have to do different types of dives out of all the projects that you did. What was probably either your favorite or the, the piece of gear that you're using the most now? Probably the most intense was the underwater mapping. And basically what I did was I took another one of our divers. He's um, no longer with the program. He's, he's out of state now. Um, but I was diving with Chris Matlock. Oh, Matty. And hey, by the way, hey, Chris Matlock, because he does listen to this, by the way. <laughs> right, yeah. Hey, what's up, Chris? Um, was I, I basically went to Home Depot and bought one of those 300-foot real tape measures and physically measured the distance between each underwater obstacle in Blue Lake 
with direction and depth changes and then kind of put that into a, to a, a, a map basically or, or um, a, a 3D chart. Um, and that was that was probably one, the most challenging, which yeah, is it, getting all of those right with the right depths and distances and and compass heading. Of, of, you know, because I'm I'm managing uh, you know my air. I'm in a dry suit, so I'm, so I'm managing buoyancy there. I've got a compass, my you know my computer, and oh by the way, I've got a 300 foot dive you know tape measure that I'm trying to manage too. So and getting have, into task overload at that and, point. And you have groups of open water divers that are going from platform to platform and we we had actually gotten there early enough okay. that, you know, we, we kind of beat um you know you, we beat you guys out there. We were already on our second service okay. interval by well, by the time even you guys didn't even dive magic coming out. Right. Um, we'd already gotten two full dives in, so thankfully we were able to beat everybody before they stirred the whole place up. What what was crazy about that was that Ryan was I mean, not only was he physically smoked, but he was mentally smoked. So, was it day two or it day a, one? It was the second day. Day cause two. Because I, I didn't do any yeah. dives that day. Yeah, day two, he was or completely one, smoked. And, one he, in the morning. and he had to go out. And he's like, okay, so what's my next, next task? And so... That was I, the weekend of the pumpkin dive. That was a pumpkin dive. That's right. We are doing the pumpkin dive that weekend. So, I told him, well, your next task is that you have to do a reverse lift. And so, he starts trying to figure out the calculations and how much air... He has to take out of the bag or something. He's just he starts working it, and if suddenly he and and then by the way, John, who is also one of our instructors, uh, that I brought it from open water, he he kind of chimes in. Of course, you know John's a you know prankster. From he's a prankster and, and <laughs> PhD level prankster. Yeah, and one of the smartest guys I know. He starts giving Ryan a bunch of bogus you know algorithms and stuff, and Ryan just looks up at us, and and you could just see his brain implode. <laughs> And he's like, well, wait a second, reverse lift? And then finally he realizes, we mean... I'm just trying to sink a, just trying to trying sink, to do is sink a pumpkin. Oh, you're trying to do a sink a pumpkin. Yeah, you have to do a reverse lift on a pumpkin. So anyway, that's... that's I think I did like six or seven dives in two days. Oh, it was crazy. It was, and, and again, just the types of dives you were doing, you were, you was were, all you were pretty smoked by. So, but again, phenomenal weekend. It was. I, I definitely yeah. learned a lot. Because again, most of the stuff I was doing down there, I was at the point where you know, I didn't really need any supervision other than needing Matlock's help with the uh, with the tape measure. Most of the stuff I was doing down there was solo. As a as a diver and as a veteran, what are the things that you've learned most while being in Neptune? <sighs> Maintaining the camaraderie is absolutely vital. One thing I've always been fortunate on, I got I got out of the military, you know, almost 10 years ago in 2012. Um and I, I got out out in uh, Fresno, California. I fell immediately in with the chapter of Blue Star Moms that helped my mom while I was deployed. And I was a full-time volunteer with them for five and a half years before I moved up here to Idaho. Wow. That's um, additionally, there I met a guy named Norby Lara who founded his own nonprofit. And he'd been working with uh, Wounded Warrior Project as a national, national spokesman for eight years. Is he the guy who made the bracelets? No, that's okay. another guy. That's a okay. good buddy of mine down in uh, Arizona. Right. Um, you know, so I was on his staff with a Combat Veterans Hope out in Fresno and Visalia, California, for two and a half years. So I've never really had. I've never been far away from the community, no matter where I've gone or where I've been. Um, so this next upcoming step is kind of daunting, where I'm, I'm stepping away. You're stepping from away from all of that, and I'm not. And what, I don't know what's. What are some of the differences between Neptune and some of the other communities? This is one, it, it's more, again, it's, it's scuba diving for one. Um, you know, it's, it's something I've never done until I got, like I said earlier, I've got, you know, I learned how to dive up here. 
Um, the the Friday nights. That's not something that Combat Veterans Hope is doing. You know, Blue Star Moms. It's it's a bunch of moms, and that that was helpful in that the you know they were going through all the you know troubles and turmoils of having their children deployed. Right. I had just come back. They helped my mom while I was deployed, so I was able to kind of step in and say, you know, send this, don't send this. If you guys are worrying, you know, if you guys are used to you know you know daily calls. You know, too much information in, in a combat zone is is, is deadly. Right. Because um, so you're like, thinking about all that other stuff. And, yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, you know, especially for all the moms, it's you know, calm down, relax. Your kids are okay. They'll call you eventually. Don't don't be helicopter moms. Right. Um, you know, and as far as Neptune goes, it's just a continuation of that camaraderie, where and it's it's a lot more interaction versus you know combat veterans hook because that was more you know fundraising and everything else. And Blue Star Moms is you know. Just helping other moms who are dealing with, and they had all five branches present in that specific chapter, right. even Coast Guard. Um, do we have the Coasties? Here We've here? got one Coastie that is uh, says he's going to join, <laughs> but he hasn't. We'll believe it when we see it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But you know, on no, the, it's, like I said, it's just been an amazing yeah. community. Uh, um, I, well, I know that you helped out a lot when we were doing the Red Tide. So Red is remember remember everyone deployed, and what we were doing is. At that point, we were doing Friday night dives in the wintertime. And that was a food drive. Yeah, so that was a food drive. But it was a kind of a food drive where you had to bring, like, bags of beef jerky and chips and hard candies. And then we got into, like, Hot Wheel cars and uh, soccer, you know, packing soccer balls that were deflated with an air pump. And we're putting them in boxes and sending them to troops that were deployed. Remember, everyone point. deployed. Yeah. And that was the price of entry. Or if you didn't bring something... Uh, we charged you twenty dollars to pay to cover the cost of shipping. So I know that you helped out, you know, and were a good advisor with that on what kind of things to to send over and everything. So Ryan, you are leaving us and you're headed to Wyoming. Yeah, I am. And I know you've already got some dives in Wyoming. Uh, I've got two, two or three. Uh, last year, I was fortunate to dive with Ben, who's an instructor out of Idaho Falls. We got to dive Yellowstone National Park, and that was absolutely amazing. Uh, pretty incredible surface swim is about a half mile out and back just to get to the dive site. So I was pretty smoked. By the we time. should have just counted that as your. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was kind of asking. You know when it happened. No, like, it doesn't happen like that. So you know you got to do it. Go do it while you're in the schoolhouse. Um, it, 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 we counted all the other dives I was doing out in California towards. Right, towards we did. That, and that was that was off site. Well, and that, and and so one of the things we try to do is we try to you know emphasize, hey, you don't have to dive with just Neptune. Go out and, and explore and do some other things. I've mean, got certs now through Patty Esther, not I'm sorry, not Patty, yet. Uh, Nawi, Dan, SSI, and uh, a couple tech courses from TDI. Right. So pretty, not completely well balanced, but getting there. What one of the things that you know we've talked about a lot in this podcast is emphasis on the combat vet, and one of the thing and and what we've done with Neptune is it doesn't matter how long you served. What capacity you served in? What branch? What what branch? Combat or otherwise, it, does, it exactly. doesn't matter. So, and, and then we also have our what we call our kickass veter or kickass civilians, mm-hmm. who help out our, our veterans quite a bit. What has it been like m- melding with that entire veteran community, combat, non-combat, uh, different branches? This this was different in that. You know, like like with Combat Veterans Hope, like I was saying earlier, that like we had specific criteria that you had to have either boots on ground or stepped foot in some capacity or another on the battlefield, much like VFW requires combat service to become right. part of that organization. So as far as Neptune goes, it, it's 
quite literally open door policy for all branches, National Guard, Reserve, doesn't matter, combat doesn't matter, civilians doesn't matter. Um, so he's really kind of opened the door to everybody. And, you know, what I think is beneficial to some of these civilians is kind of introduce them to our community and, you know, kind of show them what we're about. Again, with open arms, without, you know, there's no, um, you know, without being demeaning or confrontational or combative or anything else, which is, again, beneficial to them because they sometimes don't necessarily know anything about right. what the military is all about. And, and for the most part, with the, with the exception of just very few cases, we've been very successful with bringing civilians in. And sometimes our civilians are, are better volunteers at, at times. But we've had very few occasions where we've had to say, you know, talk to someone and say, hey, you know, you're probably... Not the best. It's a, yeah, this is probably not, not, the be- not the best not, fit. Not or- the best fit, and, and we're polite about it. But, yeah, it's been fun bringing everybody everybody in together. And, of course, we always have the inter-service rivalry. We, we tease the Marines about eating crayons, and, you know, we'll just leave it at that for right now. <laughs> we don't have to mention anybody else at this point. Uh, hey, Ryan, I want to wish you best of luck. Thanks for coming on and sharing that. your experiences. I want to get you back on after you get into Wyoming and, and talk a little bit. Okay. So we'll, we'll go from there. Could you do some sort of telephonic interview. Yeah, or we could just come out there and do a dive and do an on-site dive interview. I'm in for that. We too. could definitely do that. Get Jim Gunderson out and come dive with us. He's Gundy from, he, is he's, great. He's from Wyoming. You need to email Gunderson tell him to start have. listening to podcasts. No, okay. tell him. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. So I don't think I, I told him about it. Hey, once again, I want to thank Ryan for coming on for this episode very early in the podcasting episodes. Is what, episode four, three or four? Uh, you're actually going to be number six. Oh, so, okay. But yeah, thank, I want to thank Ryan for that. Uh, by the way, make sure that you check us out on Facebook at Neptune Warrior. You can check us out on the web at NeptuneWarrior.org. You can see some of the research and writing that I've done that I need to put back on the Neptune site or put over the Neptune site at scubarob.com. Check us out on IG, uh, Instagram. I did get away from Twitter, but I'm being told I need to get back on there. I don't do that TikTok stuff, but please, whatever venue that you listen to. uh, Thank you for staying off TikTok. Yeah, yeah, definitely staying off TikTok, but make sure that you do check us out and uh, please, please subscribe and share this out. Until then, I am out.